Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome to the Giant Bombcast. My name is Brad, and we played Far Cry 3, the release from Ubisoft in 2012. Parker, what was your favorite part about Blood Dragon? Oh my god. Now I wish I watched the Far Cry movie to go along with this. I'm sure it's good. I forgot, I forgot, I forgot that, that existed. <laughs> I forgot that fulfilled at least too. one of my wishes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could have really uh, killed two birds with one stone. Yeah. Uh, no, this we movie watched just made me long for the days of climbing up towers, securing checkpoints, invading gang outposts. I miss it, man. We gotta go back. Being sneaky with a knife. Absolutely. Skinning animals for a whole last weekend because I have to 100% it because of the tism. Yeah. Because <laughs> fucking yoga showed up with his bear. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, well, before we get into bears, Parker, uh, do we have any news? I don't. I've been sick and my throat hurts, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. You know what? I, I got. I, don't, I got a movie to talk about. I can't. <laughs> I don't have a jerk of the week either. We can skip that one too. What? I have a jerk of the oh, week. Oh, okay. All right, you can go. All right. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, all of Justin Herbert's teammates. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot How of jerks. They let him down? <laughs> uh, my jerks are, of course, all of the haters and losers who dared to doubt Skip's boys. He's right, been yeah. telling y'all all, all year that they're Super Bowl bound. And this will not come back to bite me by the time this episode goes online. Oh, Skip God. tweeting about LeBron in the middle of the football games really just made my weekend. He's so cool. He's he's always there, you know. He is always on that level. We can only hope to climb up. All right, uh, let's get to what we watched. I, I don't have a lot here. Uh, Josh Walago made uh, an offer with me. He would listen to every single song in Frank Zappa's discography. If Jesus I watched every episode of three television shows, The Wire, Breaking Bad, and The Sopranos. And uh, you might say to yourself, oh, Chris, it sounds like you've got uh, more time in there than he does. I, I ran the numbers and they're about even. <laughs> so I started The Sopranos. I told him I'd started this year and I have, and I finished season one. I'm on season two. I gotta tell you, it's really good. I, a lot of people call it the greatest show ever made. I don't know if it's open to interpretation. There's like a whole lot of different uh, good shows out there. It is good enough where I'm compelled to watch the next one. Like every once in a while I'll be like, ah, I don't really feel it. Like, I'll put it on anyway. And then when it's on, I'm like hooked. It's really good. It's really well char characterized. When we're coming on my impression of Tony Soprano, here it goes. Just Let me tell you, buddy. Brainy. <laughs> That's been me for the last four days. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's good so far, but I'm not that far into it, so not really much worth commenting on. 
I watched the Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, finally, getting around to some of the good movies of 2022. It's very good. Uh, I like that movie a lot. I don't know if it's in my top ten, but I had a good time with it. I, uh, it's one of those things where you can. It, I don't know if it fulfills the requirements of whatever defines the genre as tragic comedy, but it's very funny and it is very very sad. It does both of those things very very well. I think Colin Farrell does a great job with his performance. I wouldn't be surprised if he's nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, I also wouldn't care if he is because I don't watch that show. But I, I think he does uh, really well. Brendan Gleeson does a good job. Barry Keoghan, or however you say his name, is a weird little guy like he is in almost everything that he does. Uh, I, I like this one a lot. I don't know that I'll ever be revisiting it, but uh, it had enough funny moments that I was recommending it to people just for the comedy. And uh, they'll be surprised by uh, the sad parts, too. So, if you want to feel kind of bad, but also laugh a little bit, Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, this next one. All right, so, you know how uh, at Trivia, there's that one team that whenever they win, and they're really good at Trivia, by the way. Whenever they win, they always pick for the first category next week. They always pick, like, some really crappy movie, because there's, like, a 75% chance they'll watch it. Well, we, we got one over on them. We got the first pick. And uh, Josh and I looked at each other like, it's time, time to drop the Freddy Got Fingered bomb and see how many Jesus people we could make Christ. in this, in this <laughs> part watching, <laughs> you know? But he was like, oh, I'm going to be out next week. I'm like, oh, all right, well, we'll have to go with something else. So before anyone else on my team could uh, give their input, I went up to uh, the house. I was like, yeah, Suzanne really wants us to do white chicks. So, <laughs> hell yeah, dude. Now, I'd never seen White Chicks before, so I had to watch it, so I kind of played myself on this one. White Chicks isn't that bad, right? White it's really Chicks... not. It is eminently yeah. watchable. Exactly, yeah. There's a. White Chicks was. A... You know, we've talked about this before on the show. Like, remember, Cats was the internet punching bag. And for a while, you know, there's always like some internet punching bag where it was like, oh, this is the fun thing to make fun of right now. And then you watch it, and you're like, well, it's bad, but it's not like the worst thing I've ever seen. In 2004, I guess that was White Chicks, because there are a lot of reviews that was like, oh, this is like the worst fucking thing ever made, the Wayans Brothers suck, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, watching it, I can definitely see some criticisms. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't work, but there's some actually funny bits in here, too. <laughs> I, I guess one of the big things is about uh, racism. Now, you say to yourself, <laughs> oh, well, they're putting on a white face. You know, Dave Chappelle did it. You know, what's the big deal? Well, the first scene of the movie is they're dressing up as Mexicans. And you're like, oh, hmm, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if that one quite works. And uh, there's a scene where they're doing that song that goes, uh, My N-Word. And they get a bunch of white chicks to sing along with it. And that's one of the funniest scenes of the movie. I, I just like that. <laughs> it is I, the one scene that sticks with me in that movie. That's a really good scene. <laughs> uh, yeah, some of the best lines in here are the ones I can't quote. Uh, I liked uh, my Patriots Twitter follower. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I like the guy from the Old Spice commercials. He's very funny. Uh, it, it, yeah, it basically works. It's it's kind of silly and dumb, but it's it, it's nothing worth getting mad about in this movie. It's fine. Uh, yeah, White Chicks is good, and I'm going to nail that trivia question, whatever it is. Uh, Anyway, I only watched one other Which thing. Which comedic duo was in White Chicks? <laughs> I'm really hoping that's it. Something like that. It's always something that's like you could like look at the Wikipedia beforehand. Except when I did Cabin Boy and it was something I'd never heard of. <laughs> I actually watched that thing too. All yeah, right, you I learned like... nothing from that experience. Oh, God, no. Cabin All right, uh, last one here. 
You know, the weird, like, except that, like, Cabin Boy wasn't that bad. Like, it's not something I'd ever want to watch again, but it's, like, basically fine. All right, last one here. It's one I've been looking forward to for a while, and one that's getting very polarizing reviews. This is called The Whale, and it stars Brendan Fraser, directed by Darren Aronofsky. Now, I, I like this one. I'll just lead off with that. Brendan Fraser plays a morbidly obese man in this movie. Morbidly... The old fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess you can get the fat jokes out of the way now. Uh, yeah, he looks like Paco. Uh, hey, hey, Chris, does he play hockey? No, he doesn't play hockey. Any sure? other ones? Does he eat cake with his hands? No. Uh, it's, no. Although, if he practiced Seattle karate... <laughs> Face down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Seattle karate. Wait, wait, hold on. I got a second Paco joke. All right, let's hear the Paco joke. No, it's fine. Let me save it. Oh, okay. Okay. It's going to be a really good one. He's going to say it Unlike him. Yeah. Yeah. Got him. So, <laughs> so the thing about the whale is he, uh, Brennan plays a morbidly obese man. Morbidly is really the operative word here because he realizes he's going to die with, like, within a week, you know? And so it's not, the movie doesn't necessarily have a countdown clock on it, like All Quiet on the Western Front, but... Yeah, it see it says like the days in the lower right hand corner, and you realize, oh, he's going to die. And the movie is not about him trying to lose weight. You know, it's it's about him trying to find out if he's ever done anything worthwhile in his life. He's trying to make peace with his family, uh, and you realize there's a lot of cruelty in this world. Not specifically cruelty towards him because he is fat, although there's a little bit of that, but cruelty to him and his personality based on things he's done in his past and in the face of all of that Brendan Fraser plays perhaps the most positive kind person that I've ever seen in a movie and I really like that it, it kind of reminds me of one of the reasons that I liked everything everywhere all at once Kihai Kwan's character in that movie is very very positive and very kind and very merciful and I kind of like the positivity in movies. I there are so many movies where it's like, oh, this is the best movie of the year. And it's like the most cynical, jaded thing you've ever seen. And so the movie, as positive as it is, does depict some cruelty and some rudeness and mean spiritedness. And I think a lot of that stems from the disaffection and the anger and confusion that we have in today's society in this era of Donald Trump, which. Uh, kind of brings me to one of my criticisms of the movie is uh the metaphor and yeah some of the allegories are pretty clear this is darren aronofsky and he did make mother but every once in a while in the background he'll be like watching the lead up to the republican primary election in 2016 and i didn't really get oh. it i, I didn't i didn't oh. really understand what the point of that was jesus christ <laughs> but it's Man, There's not, not a joking, lot. <laughs> no, no. I'll, it's just kind of I'm there. glad you enjoyed it, buddy. <laughs> I, I did enjoy it, actually. I, I did. People are mean sometimes. That's... I, I don't think... I don't, I don't know if that's quite with it. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I What it, what it leads me to is uh, the metaphors. Like, again, some of the allegories are, like, way too on the nose. Uh... And then there's that one where I, I think it was less about, you know, people are mean or, or like fat people watch the Republican primaries. I think it was more of a, yeah, it's in 2016. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's what they were going for. I don't know. Fine. Whatever. You're telling me that fucking guy can pull himself up by his bootstraps? Well, he, he <laughs> can barely pull himself up by anything. That's one of the scenes in the movie. 
so actually about Darren Aronofsky is after Mother, I was like way out on him. I was like, oh, fuck this guy. He's, he's never actually been good. Even though I like Black Swan and I like The Wrestler. So this one doesn't really look like any of the movies that he's done before. This is not in the typical Darren Aronofsky style. And I looked more into this, and apparently that's because this is based off a of play. And it's pretty obvious when you watch it that it's based off a of play, but I thought he would take the play and sort of add in some of his bullshit into this. And he doesn't. He kind of keeps it kind of like, it looks like a normal movie. And uh, I like that. The if, if you don't like this movie, I can understand it, because a lot of people, they couldn't stand it, and they have decent, honest criticisms about this. It's not like a bunch of dumb shit that I disagree with, one exception which I'll get to. A lot of people really hate the final scene. A lot of people love the final scene. I thought the final scene was basically fine. I didn't really have any problems with it. I read some criticisms of it. I was like, oh, I guess you raise a good point. And uh, I, I guess I can think about it a little bit deeper in that context, but it worked for me, and I had a good time. So really, that's all you can ask. The one criticism I will not brook is the criticism of fat phobia. People are claiming that this movie is fat phobic. These people do not watch movies well. That, that sounds like a very mean thing to say uh, after all this movie is, well, you know, don't be mean, don't be cruel. But they don't. They, they do not watch what is happening on the screen and interpret it in an intelligent manner. Roxanne Gay for the New York Times, the worst movie critic working today, said that the movie was fat phobic because she because Brendan Fraser's not actually fat in real life. He was just wearing a suit. I was looking at the audience. I only saw four to five fat people in the audience and none on the stage. Respectfully, ma'am, go fuck yourself. It's one of the dumbest fucking things I've ever said. Now I, I know Darren Aronofsky has a what is, is it like a Bronx accent or something? Oh, that yeah. he's yeah, we heard about that when he was like talking about Mother or something like that. I'm not going to do the voice because like, that seems like a waste of time. Oh, let me. No, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to quote Darren Aronofsky responding to the criticisms of fat phobia. He says, and I quote, that makes no sense. Actors have been using makeup since the beginning of acting. That's one of their tools. And the lengths we went to portray the realism of the makeup has never been done before. People with obesity are generally written as bad guys or as punchlines, and we wanted to create a fully worked out character who has bad parts about him and good parts about him. They get judged everywhere they go on the planet by most people. This film shows that, like everyone, we are all human. I I think that's great. I think he, he really nails it. This is a very good movie. Uh, and, look, if you're going to come up with a criticism, you have to do something better than that. People are talking about, oh, you're ogling fat bodies. That's not what I was doing during the movie, all right? I That was awesome. watching the story. They couldn't put that many fat bodies on screen because Avatar right. is still using all the IMAX screens. Oh, Got him. Yeah. High five. <laughs> Nailed him. Hey, uh, hey yeah. Parker. Yeah. You'll start calling it the Vavail with me? <laughs> oh, it is H24. I really do. <laughs> uh, one last thing here. Fat Brendan Phillip. Fraser. I'm sorry. Everyone was talking about this movie not because of the movie or anything in it. They were like, oh, Darren Aronofsky? That's, that's nice. What everyone was talking about was Brendan Fraser. Our boy is back. He never really left. He was just doing small movies. But uh, now he's in a movie that people are actually talking about. That's what they're talking about with The Return. We (laughs) all love Brendan Fraser. We've loved him since, like, the first run of episodes. Can we as people stop treating him like he's mentally handicapped? It's (laughs) insane. Every time he does an interview, all the comps are like, Oh my god, look at this big, strong boy. We miss him so much. It's like, what the fuck? It's so dehumanizing. I I was thinking of a... I was thinking of something that like Alex said about one of the players who was nominated for Comeback Player of the Year, 
And Alex was like, what's he coming back from? <laughs> and uh, and people, the, the only response could have been like, not being quite as good as he is now. <laughs> and I, I think that's kind of what's going on with Brendan Fraser. People are you know, oh, I love my special boy. What you mean is you liked him in The Mummy and you didn't see him in anything else. And you yeah, thought, I liked him oh. 20 years ago. I, hey, what were you for furry vengeance, you dickheads? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Your favorite. Uh, I'll say this, he is very good in this. He deserves all the praise that he is getting because he's, it's not just like, oh, Brendan Fraser's back again. It's like, no, he's actually really good. Uh, this is one of his best performances. But I think one of the reasons that people are gravitating towards this is you still see the old Brendan Fraser. There's a bit of a nostalgia trip there. It's like, I, I remember him from those other movies. And he's actually really funny in this. He actually has uh, one of the best uh, jokes of the movie where uh, his friend, Hong Chao, who is in The Menu, which I still haven't seen yet, threatens to stab him and he says what difference would it make my internal organs are like two feet deep <laughs> and uh he says it in such a way with his with his face and everything that it's funny and it, it actually got everyone in the audience to laugh i uh it's nice to see him again and uh it's nice that he's getting all these accolades and everything but uh what is he coming back from i think the answer is uh really bad alimony payments i guess is the reason that he disappeared for a bit uh bad hair plugs or something i don't know but yeah he's good i don't think he'll win best actor i think that's still going to austin butler for elvis as it should but uh yeah i had a good time with this anyway alex what'd you watch um not too awful much this week because all of my free time was consumed by football and playing halo 2 for 10 hours on saturday before we finally switched to halo 3 and went oh right halo 2 sucks (laughs) Um, parker it's okay it's, it's not okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he knows. He know, real ones know. Try to play that fucking game today. I dare you. I did. <laughs> it's the only one I'm still good at. Instead of breakfast, <laughs> the only one I'm still good at, man. Give me a break. I uh, <laughs> I was thinking about coming on here and talking about the shitty new fucking Velma show that everybody's talking about, but How there isn't really too you much. There's only two episodes out right now. Oh, really? So like oh. an hour's worth. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Um. But instead of that, I'll, let me just say this: it's as bad as everyone says. I don't need to go over joke by joke. The, you mm-hmm. know, none of them work. It yeah. is truly painful to watch. I came out of that. I don't know, fifty minutes of watching. Uh, I'm fully convinced that this is bad on purpose. There's, there's actually no other explanation. I did for, hear that theory me. going around. I, I think that they know that if you market a show a certain way. And people are going to buy your fucking streaming service to go watch it because they're going to be like, oh, such and such kind of person's going to be so mad about this. We have to show we're on the right team by watching this show. But the problem is, like, even if you're on the right team, like, you're not going to enjoy this. It's really bad. Like, yeah. th- it's just not funny. Yeah. Like, you know, you hear people talking like, oh, dumbass Hollywood, here they go with their focus-tested comedies that nobody... It's like. No, even, like, all of the dumb libtards you know aren't going to enjoy this, dude. Like, it's not funny. It's, there's, there's, there's genuinely nothing here. Like, every attempt at a joke is, like, a reference to something that somebody said online, but not literally, just, like, the idea of, like, something that someone said online. And it's, like, these, these aren't fucking jokes, man. Like, like, this is, like... It's like if they made a real show out of all those fake. I made I made the fucking robot read oh, one thousand yeah, yeah. hours of woke Twitter tweets, and this is the script that came out. Like, yeah, it's kind of what it is. Like, it, you know how none of those jokes are funny every time somebody does that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, here you go. Um, 
real real power move though deciding to take this ip that i i don't know who under 30 actually gives a shit about and be like yeah we're gonna change this we're gonna show you boomers like no i mean (laughs) not really (laughs) i I think you uh kind of missed the mark here like at least at least she hulk is an attempt to like grab an audience that didn't currently exist within like your world like if you're hbo max you already have these people they're watching reruns of the sopranos like it's it's you don't need to you don't need to do this it's fine (laughs) um so yeah i will not be talking about that show more in depth than that because just go read the tweets they screenshot basically every joke that's in all of it um what else did i watch did i watch something nah you know what i think it was just a lot of football and halo and that uh backup jerk of the week by the way is my cat because we got a second cat and they don't oh, like each Jesus. other oh <laughs> did you do so the put him in two game. rooms with like the door closed so they can sniff each other out first oh yeah uh and when old cat sniffs new cat and just <laughs> just walks around the house like fucking somebody needs to return the slab at three in the morning like i will never know peace Let's just talk about Halo for an hour. What's <laughs> your gripe with Halo 2? Let's, let's get down oh, to the nitty gritty. Oh. Uh, Park, Parker, we'll hear something for you yeah. uh, that you will appreciate. You know, Absolutely. We, uh, we had a big old LAN party for my buddy's birthday. Got, you know, we had fucking eight on eight teams, the two TVs upstairs, the two TVs downstairs. It was just like good old times. Oh my god, I could it was, cry. It was, it was great. You know, we, we, we probably switched to Halo 3 with like, I don't know, nine or ten people left. You know, starting to wind down. And uh, the first map we queue up is Last Resort. So I get out my phone, and I put on the Papa Roach song, yes, and I press repeat, and we played every round of that map with Last Resort repeating the entire <laughs> fucking time through. Man, that sounds like an incredible night. Also, my gripe is the controls suck and you can't see anything, and it's basically like fucking playing Goldeneye was ten years ago. I don't have that experience, but also I played it every day for like six years, so understandable. I'm not going to defend it that hard. I don't know who decided right stick should be aimed down sights. That person should probably be out of a job. So, uh, good work, Microsoft. I'm just... Oh, I actually just changed that at this point. After I started playing Call of Duty, yeah, that's, uh... That one gets changed. That's not important. It's like, oh, let me just aim down the sight. Oh, nope, threw a grenade at my feet again. I guess I'm dead. Alright. <laughs> Skill issue. I'm just kidding. I'm ass. I'm old now. I can't hit anyone. That's yeah, when he hit the grenade the- jump. We had the one guy that knew how to play when we were playing Oddball and was just fucking elevator hopping and nobody could kill him. It's like, well, this sucks. I guess we gotta play a different game now. <laughs> He's a shit. Uh, let's, I don't blame him. I would have done the same thing. Let's get down to brass tacks here, because uh, as you can tell by my sultry voice, I am surviving solely off of Dayquil and NyQuil. So last night I took uh, what oh. one could call a heroic dose of NyQuil and turn on the debut of MILF Manor with my lovely girlfriend next Fuck week. yes, dude. Let's go. <laughs> this is the most cursed thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Uh-oh. This is what I've heard. I'm very okay. excited to watch it. So, like, obviously everyone gets the twist going in. But they reveal that, like, ten minutes into the first episode, you meet all the MILFs. <laughs> Feels so fucking weird just saying Yeah, casually. because you're saying it right. It's MILFs. MILFs. Thank you. Go. Yeah, Milvin. Yeah. <laughs> so they drop the curtain. They're like, "Oh my god, it's our sons!" You're like, "That's weird." Uh, what they don't tell you in the commercials, and you find on the show, is like, "Oh, each of the moms uh, has to share the room at that resort with their son," <laughs> which is 
unbelievably cursed because in episode one, this fucking little 20-year-old goon who looks like a fucking Duke lacrosse player cockblocks his own mother. He has to kick a guy out who shows up at her door to plow his mom in his room. It is one of the most unsettling things I've ever seen. Uh, the first challenge... By the way, there's challenges. Because why oh, wouldn't good. there be? I Fuck. love challenges. Yes. The first challenge... Uh, temper your enthusiasm real quick, because this is about to get weird. Uh, so all of the hot young boys... Again, one of them is 20, which... I mean, technically it's okay, but... <laughs> Most of these women are late 50s. It feels feels off. but uh, yeah. So all the boys line up. I'm going to call them boys. And they all get shirtless. And the milfs uh, each take a turn. Uh, they get blindfolded. And they have to just feel all of their abs. And figure out which one is their son. <laughs> I have okay. never yeah. been so uncomfortable in my fucking life. Ben, you know who would be great at this game? <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> it is so fucking uncomfortable to watch. Like, arms on my hair standing up as I'm looking over like, this is real, right? Like, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not having a real fucked up lucid dream, right? Like, am I still conscious? I, it's yeah. it's better that it's real, man. I don't dream about that. <laughs> They're just walking up, blindfolders on, just copping feels on all these hot young dudes trying to guess, all right, I felt all of your abs and shoulders. I think this one belongs to my sweet baby boy. I'm sorry. Uh, I the keep... fact that none of them were like, hey, uh, the code word's Flamingo. When you grab me, I'm going to say it, and you know it's me. You don't have to feel up everyone. No, just let, let mommy cop a feel of your hard abs. I, I, I keep thinking about, like, Tony Soprano telling Lorraine Bracco, I was like, you know, there was a dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't finish the episode because the NyQuil took me, but, uh, Lucky. goddamn, uh, the last thing I remembered, it was one of those where, like, my eyes were closed, the room was kind of spinning a bit, but I heard everything clearly, it was just the sound of this kid telling her, Mom, you've only been here six hours, you can't have this guy in your room. And that was the last thing I heard before I left this plane of existence. <laughs> and you this... woke up on Blood Gulch. It's... Just got word from King Kai. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm locked in. Uh, thanks, TLC, for uh, making the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll see you with weekly updates, boys. Uh, I, I will be shit. joining you on those, don't worry. Oh Holy shit. That was... If that was the first challenge, I truly cannot... They have to share the rooms. Like, <laughs> That's so the good. Fuck. It's just. Man, they should have done this idea. at the Star Wars hotel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whoever had that idea is a monster, but also should be making seven figures because yeah. that is genius. Um, uh, the other thing I'd like to talk about. Uh, well, I watched a video game movie as per request of my friend the Wheel. Let's hear it. So. uh... As I mentioned in the start, I did not watch Far Cry, but I did watch Alone in the Dark. Oh no, dude! Oh, oh no! Holy Jesus! Oh my God! Um, you know what's my favorite part of like exploring a dark abandoned house with invisible monsters is uh Christian Slater is like a bad boy detective who just shoots zombies for like eighty five <laughs> minutes. Dude, that movie uh, is fucking bad <laughs> that is absolutely wretched 
Um, the longest... Wait, have you seen it? I've seen most of it. Not enough to, like, log it, but, like, in and out. Yeah. Uh, did you see it from the beginning? Because if you did, you'll remember the world's largest opening text crawl. Yeah, that fucking goes on forever. <laughs> it is an essay. Yeah, apparently they screened the movie, and uh, surprise, surprise, it didn't make any sense. So they just did a text crawl at the beginning, but it explains all of the backstory and then what's also going to happen in the movie later. But it's yeah. still absolute nonsense. Like, I went back and reread it after watching the movie. I was like, I don't know what the fuck half of this means. I don't know uh, what they're talking about. See, that's the thing is I I thought that the opening text crawl was like one of those like things for the fans. You'd be like, oh, if you're a fan of Alone in the Dark, which by the way, no one's a fan of Alone in the Dark. Yeah, a couple no, people maybe no like one played a couple, those. Yeah, no one fucking like has a poster of that in their room or like a little toy of that or something. But like I thought, oh, you know, here we're recapping the story, you know, Edward Carnby from the first game or something like that. No, this the movie has nothing to do with the games. He's not even Absolutely. alone. It's not even dark. All you have to do is put one person in a dark house with monsters. That's all you have to do. And instead you have fucking the museum curator's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But just be like, oh, this is an ancient artifact. It's in good hands. And just cutting the terror reed wearing glasses. Fucking yeah, that killed me yeah. dead. <laughs> Second lead of the movie. And then, uh, of course, uh, the leader the leader of the government paranormal agency. You see, uh, Christian Slater used to work for the government agency, but he's gone solo now. He's kind of like rogue. He's like a bad boy independent paranormal investigator. He's not with those fucking working stiffs like Steven Dorff. Who looks identical to him. So good luck telling what's happening at any point. I mean, like... Fucking what? Christian Slater, like, he grows up in an orphanage and, like, 20 kids go missing. You find out there's some government tests and they put these little, like, monster worms in them and they, like, fuse to their spines and then they can just, like, summon them like Manchurian candidates, like, 20 years later. But also there's demons, but they look like absolute shit because it's a Juve Bowl movie, so... They're just kind of really shitty zombies that run around, not in the dark. Exciting climax of your uh, atmospheric survival horror, which is just nameless military dudes shooting machine guns at shitty zombies. Um, yeah, not good, as it turns out. Yeah, <laughs> It's no House of the Devil, <laughs> or House of the Dead, house of the or whatever it's called. Yeah. I will say, uh, I had by far the biggest laugh I've had all week. Which is, uh, I'm watching the movie, uh, you know, which no one wants to do, and I'm looking at that uh, that time clock on the bottom. I'm like, hey, there's eight minutes left in this movie, and then it just cuts to black. I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then a fucking Nightwish song started playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was in shambles. It was I... the Evil Dead One ending too, where the camera just rushes at his face. <laughs> it sucks so bad <laughs> with the shittiest mid two thousands power metal song you've ever heard in your life. <laughs> Which is any power move. Correct. Oh, oh, oh you pissed him off. You oh, I faded in the world. I'm sorry. Um, they have some good songs. Um, I love... Um... The, the fucking flyleaf of power metal. Parker, I'm looking up the soundtrack here. Can I'm, I I'm just pulling some... it up right now. Absolutely. I here. Let's see. It's a Dimu Borgir. Oh, Shadow... that's a... Why is that black metal? Oh my god. I Shadows fall. hate that I know... Almost every one of these bands, <laughs> but also none of these bands belong on this soundtrack. Oh, they Why do is have Blood a and Thunder on the soundtrack. <laughs> uh, 
in case you're wondering uh, what the deal with the soundtrack is, hey, you know, back in the 2000s, where like record labels would pay the movie like a ton of money yeah, yeah, to yeah, feature yeah. these bands. Yeah, yeah. The movie's uh, 80 minutes. The soundtrack is two and a half hours long. <laughs> Fuck yes, dude. Dude, one of the bands is Cataclysm, spelled with two Ks. I know literally every single band on this list. I'm gonna <laughs> fucking kill myself. You know Menemic? Okay, no. What is Do Dash Scented? <laughs> okay. So that's two, three, five. I don't know. Out of. Out of there's, there's literally 36 different ones. Uh, you know, uh, High School Parker was not super popular. Let uh, me please, tell tell you. Me, please tell me Raunchy is one of the ones you know. Unfortunately not, but we're about to fix that. Danish we're going to throw this bitch on my workout playlist. Yes. New list. New list. <laughs> I recently got all the uh, the songs from uh, uh, what's that metal game? Uh, a brutal legend. Uh, yeah, you know some of those are actually pretty good. Most of them are. What? I love to watch this sick video game movie than listening to Dying Fetus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, of course, it has Lacuna Coil. It'd be weird if it didn't. Oh God, that's a, that name takes me squarely back to yeah, it does. Getting bullied. <laughs> um, eh, you kind of deserve it. Absolutely. Oh, I'm not. Arch had me yeah, back 100%. to back with Death Angel. Now we're talking. Buddy, I would bully me. I should have. I should go back in time and tell myself to, well. <laughs> the source of your back pain is getting shoved into lockers for this dog shit. It's me coming back and me like, hey, stop wearing those shirts. People think you're weird. And then just elbowing <laughs> myself in the ribs. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, real good movie. Uh, love to see it. Uh, love to know that this was in theaters and that it's basically just <laughs> this was in theaters uh-huh. <laughs> i thought it's, this was straight to tv oh man oh, no. a different era chris <laughs> it's just it, fun to watch these movies that are literally just german money laundering schemes that because yeah. he was tired of getting taxed on his inheritance yeah. good work if you can get it uh good for everyone involved christian slater leading man slash action star woof should have watched the street fighter 2 anime Really biffed it. On I that one. I wish I told you. <laughs> you know what? I'm I've probably got two or three more of these lined up. Yeah, that's, that's probably true. Yeah. All right, let's talk about Far Cry Three: Cold in the movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Alex, have you played Far Cry Three? Oh, of course. Okay, I mean, yeah. look at me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, modes. Okay, so plane. You know, you guys know how I like to go to the IMDb trivia and uh, look up some trivia about the movie, learn some interesting facts. There is one entry for this one. Uh, that is, uh, the the makers of the movie were going to go with a different title, but Gerard Butler, star of the movie, insisted on the simplest title they could possibly find, and they stuck with Plane. That, that does ex- it. That does explain a lot. Because you know uh, it's laugh all you want. One of the few. <laughs> that's the reason the three of us saw it opening weekend. Yeah, that's true. Saw that trailer oh, and it was called it, Plane. Uh, that was that was locked into the schedule immediately. Right. Yeah. It, th- this could have been called Alex sucks a fat dick on Christmas. And when I saw Gerard <laughs> Butler's face, I would have watched it. Yeah. Like, come on. I have to admit, great. like, I didn't see any like the trailers for this or anything. I didn't even see the poster. I, I just heard. I was like, oh, we got to do Plane. I was like, oh, what? And then I saw that Gerard Butler was in. I was like, all right, purchase this ticket. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do, you know? Yeah, it, it's, some guys are just also, made for the I, show. I'm pretty sure plain is the only word that you can actually say in English that people can understand. Oh, yeah. So, oh, man. 
<laughs> when we find out, he gets to be full Scottish this whole movie. I, I that made the movie a lot better. <laughs> Immediate three stars. Immediate. <laughs> like he was talking about, like uh, you better tell your own to make haggis when I get back. I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> Start vibrating in my seat. I made my own D box. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought when they crash land on that like uh, desert island that he was gonna fucking uh, which one uh, the first one. <laughs> 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 I really thought that he was gonna like make himself a makeshift like kilt out of uh, banana leaves or something. Oh, he should have. If only. No. Man, speaking of uh, D box and all that, shout out to my hero of the week, uh, my Cinemark for having reclining seats because oh. I woke up early, saw there were still no cam rips online. So just went to a matinee and leaned all the way back and just let, like, all right, let the movie take me. If I fall asleep, I fall asleep. I like the idea that you weren't even, like, door. looking at it. You, know, like, you, weren't even, was, you, you were, like, full dentist chair, you know, leaned back, and you're just hearing I, him do the I Scottish didn't even accent. do the back corner. I straight up just went up to the fucking wheelchair row, right, <laughs> snug in that corner. It just kind of, like, leaned back. I was like, all right, if I fall asleep, I'm pretty sure I'll wake up, and what I think will happen will have happened. Because uh, not a lot of surprises in this one. Yeah, there's not a lot of uh, twists and turns in this. Uh, but I kind of like the movie for that. I don't even. I don't even think we need to go like scene by scene for this one. This is this is just peak dad content. Exactly. I mean, yeah. This is like. See, you know, you know your audience. Exactly. I, I was kind of thinking of ambulance when I saw this, except uh, I guess lower class than that. Uh, like ambulance had some really really dumb shit. This is just like normal dumb shit, you know. And yeah. I, I kind of appreciate this. This really, this is a movie where like, a load of the dark belongs on a theater more than this. This is made for TNT. Oh, this yeah. movie reminds me so much of The Foreigner. It's unreal. Right? Yeah. This was cemented into my dad movie canon at the scene of the very end of the movie where, uh, you know, all hope is lost, and we just have a scene where the daughter just calls like, "I don't know if you ever see this, but you're the best dad ever, and I love you, and you're the coolest and smartest." Yeah. Like, yeah, that's. That's same right there but actually the reveal of why he's flying like a third rate airline That's a good scene. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> which uh is maybe the most dad movie scene i have ever seen in my life i cannot wait the, for my dad to text me about the this dad's watching months. it like silently nodding like that's what you do yeah you gotta uh, do it mm, yep, yep. <laughs> gotta put him down that's how they were that's how we were trained back in black ops <laughs> god this is gonna be on action max on christmas and we're gonna be sitting there and be like you're seeing this movie? It's pretty cool. Right? <laughs> Someone sit next to me. <laughs> I mean, I will always cherish the memory of going over to their house on Christmas and them just putting on Den of Thieves like halfway through the movie. <laughs> that was such, such a good memory for me. This movie's pretty interesting, son. You're right. Real ones now. Yeah. Real ones now. You know, I uh, one of the things that I that I liked about this a lot was uh, definitely the action at the end. There's a one of the things out here, it's it's a visual joke. I don't really know how to say it on the podcast, but there's a they're taken off in that plane at the very climax of the movie. Don't worry, we're just going to jump around for this thing. That's all it deserves. Yeah, it don't matter. Yeah. Uh, his face is up, like, this close to the camera and is red and veiny and shaking like this. And seeing it on the theater screen after it was like, well, no one else is ever going to see this. But that was because he's just like... And I was like, oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I was having a really that, good time with that. In the climactic, are they going to make it? He just looks like an angry Wojak. It is <laughs> the perfect dad level of, you know, so when he takes that second bullet late in the movie, <laughs> yeah, and like you see, you see like the quick cut of like, it's like oh, fuck, he just got shot. Yeah. You know, something that the, a dad would say to anybody they were watching it with because it's quick enough that, you know. Yeah. 
it's their it's their job they gotta make sure you saw it <laughs> and just the the you know the three minutes of like is he okay is he not okay and then he gets up he's like ah yeah i'm fine don't worry about it <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> yeah that's i, I like that one too. distilled dad <laughs> like he's limping down i thought that they were gonna do a thing where it's just like oh and he's able to take the plane off and land it on island two uh which is twice the island that island one ever was but uh, <laughs> right next to island one <laughs> he moves in 20 miles like don't worry we're safe now like, okay sure they could have long so. jumped to the island <laughs> yeah i would have taken my chance swimming honestly yeah. this guy's a no anyway so he he lands up i thought he was gonna like bleed out you know he was like he sacrificed himself for all these uh passengers or something it's like no, he just kind of sits there in silence by himself and gets up and walks away. Because <laughs> he wants some haggis. A moment of dad contemplation. Yeah. You know what he's thinking about. Dead of thieves. It's like when you get up before the alarm and the dog needs to go out still. That's, that's what they do. Sitting there alone on the plane just thinking, ah, you know, if we can't get a stop on fourth down, we don't deserve to win. <laughs> yeah, that's right, Dad. <laughs> that's exactly right. Parker, come in here. Explain how you missed four extra points. <laughs> I don't know, Dad. It you know, wasn't you know, me. It says extra point right there. Yeah. Like it's basically. A you know, son. Point. When you play blitz, it wouldn't even make you kick it. Like I know, Dad. You told me this. <laughs> yeah, you taught me. <laughs> that was one of our. That was one of our core memories together. You taught me the best cheats. <laughs> <laughs> the cat just took a shit. Now she has the zoomies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. You, you lost all that extra weight. <laughs> I pooped. I pooped. <laughs> I can't believe they took him off the Simpsons. Anyway, uh, one of my favorite... Uh, <laughs> it's all right. We have new representation for the... Uh, oh, right. Yeah, that's the, the important thing. The Indian community. I, I heard yeah. one thing. It's just like Indian people are fucking fierce. They're like, give us back up. Who? We don't want this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to play. Uh, so, uh, speaking of representation, you know how for Top Gun, they, uh, they put recruiting stations for the Navy outside the theaters? Because you watch Top Gun, your first thought is like, dude, should I enlist? When I watched this movie, they should have put like recruiting stations for Blackwater outside of the uh, yeah. <laughs> outside the theaters. Like as soon as I was like, "Man, being a merc sounds like fun." And you mean I just I just carry around a bag of money like that afterwards? Like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, this money will get us out of an Indonesian prison. I'll be like, you get to you get to travel. I want to do that. I want to do fun stuff. Although it seems like their their holidays are taken up. But uh, yeah, I, uh, hey, mine too, buddy. I, I, yeah, I was on the fence until I saw the uh, the effects of that sniper rifle. Dude, that sniper rifle. Some of my favorite effects I think I've ever seen in a movie. It's like, are they good? That's don't what are they good, bad? No, no, no. He shoots the through a yes, car. By the way, and that fucking thing, like it's like a cannon shot. This guy. It's a legendary it's, weapon. When I say this guy, it's, I mean it's like a all fucking eight, Gauss yeah, rifle. It's like all the eight people he snipes. And, that, and that's the great part oh, of it, because yeah. like in most movies like this, you get one, maybe two kills like yes. this. Because like it's so over the top. It's like, well, if they have that on that side, they they literally can't lose. But then you're like, oh yeah, it's a dad movie. There's not the outcome of this is never supposed to be in doubt. Like just let them blow terrorists away with this gigantic fuck you sniper rifle that sends guys flying. I genuinely felt it like the guy owns. in 1902 watching the Great Train Robbery, like standing up in my seat being, everyone, get down! <laughs> if Guts from Berserk had a gun, it would be that sniper rifle. <laughs> it is ungodly. Oh, I've never seen that anyway. Yeah. yeah. 
No, I, man, that was cool. Everyone in the theater was like, by the way, I actually had a fair amount of people in my theater for this one, which uh, was a bit of a surprise. Same. Uh, I, uh, I was the only white one. Oh, hey. Turns out Gerard Butler's. When I say, oh, hero, hey, I had no idea. Like, he should there. be. Just, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, yeah, everyone in my theater was laughing really hard at the scene where he's taking off at the end and he runs over the guy with a bazooka. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, god. dude, dude that, that's fucking ruled. I almost became an Americlap, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> it might have been the obscene amount of uh, drugs I've put in my body these last 24 hours. But yeah. Speaking of, that is the scene in the movie that made me laugh the hardest. When they <laughs> yeah. land oh, the absolutely. Time and all the passengers get up and start laughing. <laughs> yeah, that was really good, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was losing it, and nobody else was. Cause, you oh, know, everyone in my theater was laughing at that one. Everyone in my theater was like really going nuts for that one. Can we talk about that bald guy who... Uh, which one? Uh, the, the, oh, you sorry. know which one. <laughs> yeah, you know which no, one. No, I don't. Oh, not the, the No, because the, the, not the... the big problem with this movie is that there's too many bald guys. I can't tell them apart. Oh, I know the bald guy I fucking hate that I w- should have died. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the, the the really annoying one. The uh... I, I mean, fake Jason Statham probably should have died too, but... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. When they're he was being annoying. Introducing everyone, they get on the plane, and he orders a gin with no mixer... Immediately, yeah. like this guy <laughs> should be executed. Yeah, he needs to die on camera from these terrorists. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he like at the scene where the, the terrorists have them all up and he he's filming them. He's like, "Say your name and your ethnicity, so they can like ransom." And the guy refuses to answer. It's like, uh, "Not you, dude. Not you. Yeah, works." But but you know it's okay because you know the character all the dads might have wanted to die didn't die, but instead the random Korean people died. Yeah, uh, which checks out. Yeah, pretty much. I was surprised there was not a higher body count. Yeah, I will say uh, when the the co pilot was like, "Ah, your name and country," and he says Hong Kong, I was like, "Did you guys hear that?" <laughs> <laughs> guys, you're throwing that money away. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you guys fucked up. Oh uh, yeah. But you know, someone stood up and clapped. And that's right. Yeah. And they don't. They don't know why. Finally, Hollywood is standing up to those woke. Chinese. Not like LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Read about this one, Chris? Yeah, I, I saw. Dad, the movie's on. <laughs> that reminds me. Uh, so I went to go cook chili with my dad, and uh, a couple takeaways. One, he still makes the best chili I've ever had in my life. I might oh. steal the recipe and go to a chili cook-off because it's, like, that good. The Dutch oven. A chili con carnival, if you will. <laughs> the, the Dutch oven that he uses yeah. is so much bigger than I was anticipating. I could have fucking... Son, we call it a freedom this, oven. Uh, this fucking thing. <laughs> There's two things I hate. Yeah, you knew you were going to fucking... It's <laughs> <laughs> the biggest fucking, like, kitchen cookery I've ever seen. I could have bathed in this thing. And the other thing is, Taste like... Cookies. I, I was there. I was, like... I was cooking with him. I was, like, cutting up vegetables. I was frying, I was frying the meat. I was, you know, getting everything together. And he was like, you know, this goes a lot faster with uh, the two of us doing it. When I used to do it by myself, it would take hours. And it was like, yeah, you know, we're sharing a nice moment. And he has a radio on in the background, but I can't really hear it because, like, we're in the kitchen. There's, like, meat sizzling and stuff like that. I could just, like, hear scant phrases every once in a while. I'm like, I know it's not Rush Limbaugh because he died. I'm like, who is this guy? And my dad's like... Dan Bongino. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, in that moment, I thought you were going to say Will Kane, which would have been equally funny. Oh, no. We actually used to we used to do the Will Kane show at work, because he had an ESPN show. And uh, I didn't know anything about it, because it was like one of those daytime shows, and I worked the overnight, so I, it's like, not my problem. Then I heard, like, some of my coworkers every time, I was like, yeah, that dude sucks. <laughs> so, apparently, don't listen to that one. 
Uh, getting back to Plane, <laughs> uh, one of the things that stands about this movie is nothing. There's almost nothing that like differentiates this from other movies besides the fact that there's a lack of a twist or a lack of like something that's kind of special. Like it's not bad. I actually, I I had a pretty good time with this, but the movie is played straight like all the way throughout. Like the first act is about the the plane in turbulence and hitting the weather and everything. And that looks good. That looks, uh, it's pretty thrilling. It's pretty suspenseful. I'm, uh, I might have to take the train to Denver for Alex's little thing. But, like, I, it's just the way that it is. There wasn't, like, some special twist underneath. It's like, oh, look carefully for this thing. The second act is them on Island 1. And the third act is them on Island 1 and a little bit on Island 2. And the whole time, I'm, I'm looking for a twist. Like, oh, maybe you're going to learn more about these characters or something like that. You don't learn a whole lot. I guess the one character I really liked was the guy who, uh, he's like special forces, but for PR. I, uh, that guy guy who is the president on Scandal and has been in other things, but that is what I always know him as. Mm -hmm. Like seeing him show up, I was like, oh, it's this kind of movie. All right, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I, I really like that character. I kind of feel like if it hadn't been uh, Gerard Butler in the lead role, and he also produced the movie, uh, it, we could have focused on that guy. It probably would have been more interesting. I, I bet if they made like a novelization of this, it would focus a lot more on the PR stuff, and I'd probably enjoy the PR stuff a lot more. Because I, I thought that part was like really... Every single time they were on the island with all the gunplay and everything, it was just like, what are they doing in the boardroom right now? I, I don't know I don't know if that guy's in the Jack Ryan show, but he should He be. should, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, um, no good. Sorry, wh- one tangent. thing I, while we're talking about the uh, the act structure here mm-hmm. that uh, I really appreciated. Uh, not a lot of movies where the plane doesn't crash. Uh, I mean, especially with as early as the plane goes down in this movie, I I kind of appreciated that, and not just because we get to see the plane take off again later. <laughs> Spoilers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, um, <laughs> uh, I like like once we realize that they're gonna put the plane down somewhere and this isn't going to be them crashing in the water and swimming to shore i'm like oh this is interesting this is immediately more interesting to me oh yeah just because just because like how many of these just turn into disaster movies where like the plane's going down what are we gonna do and this doesn't and that's cool i Uh, kept waiting for the reveal that he's like oh he used to like fly special forces he was fucking maverick and then like half the movie is him killing people going Oh god! Oh fuck! Oh Jesus! Oh, oh fucking! The absolute, the, the absolute perfect level of military background of this. Like used to fly transport planes. Like because all the dads are sitting there, like <clears throat> chair force. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know. You know, maybe but, uh, the movie, you know what, maybe the movie subverts your expectations by not subverting your expectations. It's like you keep looking for that twist or that little oh this little reveal. It's like, but it doesn't do that. When the plane successfully took off at the end, and it, when it landed on Island Two, and there weren't like more <laughs> guerrilla fighters there to like overtake them, and the movie just ends on like a sour note. I was like, I was surprised. I was just like, really, you're just ending it on a happy ending? Wow. Well, what's important for a movie to be in the dad canton is it airs on TNT. Yeah. And it's something you can nap through. You can nap at any point in this movie. Wake up 30, 45 minutes later. You're good. Yeah. They will let you know what just happened. Uh, You don't have to worry about who changed allegiances. None of that. Uh, You know when the American mercenaries show up, you're like, fuck yeah, our boys in blue are going to get rescued. Love to see it. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes it a a fine movie, but Mm -hmm. a dad movie. That's It's next level. 
Because that, that it nap goes is a step important. further than that. Yeah, yeah you have it, to be able to sleep through it. 45 to an hour. Yes. That is absolutely crucial, but it also rewards the dads who are paying attention. Yeah. Case in point, the scene where Gerard Butler is going through the prisoner on the plane stuff, and he finds the knife with, like, the, the military unit insignia on it, doesn't acknowledge what it is, just holds the camera on it for a second, and every dad that's watching that is looking at whoever's sitting on the couch with him going... You know, that's, like, the Special Forces unit that that fought in, uh, in like, this area and, like, north-central Vietnam. Like, it's, I, it's the right amount of visual. Like, I don't know what the fuck that is, but I didn't watch this with my dad. So, that makes sense. But when you watch it, again, with him on Christmas Eve, he'll tell you, you know, they won't teach you this in schools, but, uh, and they're just gonna go off <laughs> yep. for 25 minutes. And you're it's, gonna miss it's a big critical. Chunk of the movie. Yeah, it's critical to have something that they can dad-splain to you. Yeah. The guy... The guy asks for his army knife before he asks if Gerard Butler has a gun. Like, that's all you need you know, to know. Like, damn. You know, son, this pocket knife's really all you need to defend yeah. yourself if you're strategic <laughs> about it. You know, son, that's why they call it a brotherhood. Yeah. Okay, Survive the wild. Like that show you like, Wild Boys. <laughs> all right. We, I, I know we went kind of short on this, but yeah, this is pretty good. You guys liked it, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah, just... Look at me. Yeah. It's weird. It's like I it, love this dumb shit. It's weird because like you know we're, we're just talking about all these positive things. It's like oh, I guess it must be a perfect movie. It's like we don't have to go like oh, I didn't like this, I didn't like that. I mean, there wasn't anything that stood out that I disliked. I don't, nothing comes immediately to mind. No, uh, a, a few too many, a few too many subtitles for the fathers, but you know. <laughs> you know I have the subtitles. In there, the so. fucking dinosaur veterinarians like the third lead, so they got something to look at while their bitch wife is in the kitchen. Was that her? Yep. She looks like died. Ada Wong. No way. <laughs> Hang on, I'm looking that up. Plane. I, this, is, this has to be fake. Hang on, I'm looking this up. I would never lie to you about this. Yeah. Yosun Ann. Uh, oh, wait, I'm looking. That was the wrong guy. I looked up the, <laughs> looked up the co-pilot. <laughs> it's literally in the top build of Motherfucker I did this earlier. Oh, yeah, Daniela Pineda. Oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's Mexican? Uh, buddy, oh. uh, I went through the same thing. I was like, "Damn, am I racist?" Because yeah, <laughs> I thought I she was Asian. Asian. You know what? Just leave this part in because uh, when the one stewardess dies and it comes to her, I was like, "Wait a second. Oh my god, dude! She she played uh, <laughs> she played Faye Valentine in the live action uh, Cowboy sure Bebop. Did oh, I didn't know that this person was the dinosaur vet. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I did. Yeah, I made that connection. Yeah. Welcome to the ouch, mother. <laughs> did we? We all mentioned uh, what got him demoted. Did we say explicitly what it was? Cause we, did we did not, not say explicitly. Let's just go ahead. Very important to tell the <laughs> listeners that uh, they pull up a video of a very unruly passenger uh, just throwing bows, swinging. Um, he actually pilot. says, "Where's my drink?" <laughs> I'm just gonna call him uh, Mike Banning. Uh, he comes up and like, "Hey, you gotta sit down," and the guy punches him. <laughs> So he punches him right back and then just puts him in a sleeper hold and chokes him unconscious. It's the coolest dad shit I've ever seen. You know what's great for that for the dads is you get one of the uh, airline cucks watching it on the screen saying, oh, does it get worse than this? And I was just like, considering Gerard Butler, yeah, probably. <laughs> he gives him the old night-night bitch and just chokes him out. And then the cool guy's like, I like this guy already. Yeah, that's see, what the dads want. Like, yeah, exactly, I don't want these fucking yep. blue collar, these white collar cucks being yeah, like, oh, or PR. 
No, we yeah. gotta get, get a man to get things done. It's not just the dads like having that one guy on their side, but you need a little bit of uh, a little bit of victim. It was like, uh, you know, people don't appreciate good old fashioned problem solving, not like they used to. Oh, I hope the guy didn't call his lawyer. Right, <laughs> honey. <laughs> hey, do you hear what I said? His lawyer probably studied liberal. Hello. <laughs> That's going to be mean. I'll see you next week. I was going to say 10 years, but like six months. Right. I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, well. I mean, we need to talk about... Because uh, about two-thirds of the movie is like, okay, they get on the plane. Plane crashes. They're stranded. There's not really any violence. Like, if they didn't say fuck so much, I would have thought this was a PG-13 because I didn't know it was R going into it. Mm-hmm. And then... uh our good friend, uh, detective Scottish man and the prisoner, uh, lay siege to the hideout <laughs> with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> he sledgehammers that man in the face. Which, uh, by the so way, funny. I like that scene specifically for what happens right before you see like one guy there and the guy looks back at him and he, and remember the mask where he's trying to be quiet? He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he looks at him. He holds up the sledgehammer, and Gerard Butler just kind of looks at him like, oh. <laughs> and he like comes right around, and the guy doesn't even move. <laughs> the entire sequence, he's walking around like a large, ripped, nearly shirtless black man holding a giant sledgehammer <laughs> is walking around like a cartoon cat trying to steal a pie off a windowsill, and then he just <laughs> lays waste to like four or five people with it. That's, it is, that's the scene for the dads where they go, see, son, this is why you talk to everyone. But also, also, <laughs> that's good. but also, like it's pretty bloodless. So, like all this is going to air on TNT. Like, See, an interesting genius. thing about that is the decapitation scene. They turn away from oh, that. That's they, right? Yeah, they they don't actually show it. I real I was like already because I knew this was our going in. That like, oh, they're going to show a fucking head splattering to the ground, which the movies I've seen, you know, that's no big thing. But they shy away from it. They they don't turn the camera. You just see people wincing and stuff. And I'm like. They already know what cuts they have to make for the TNT special. I thought it was PG-13. That's why I said it was like, yeah. they wasted their one F-bomb on that. And then yeah, right. 18 yeah. more times. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah very... And then we get sledgehammer kills and sniper kills. Yeah. And oh, it's like, oh, no, this is a good movie. Yeah. Right, dude, that sniper scene is... Oh, it's it's going to stick with me forever. I'm going to think about this movie for the rest of my life. Just for the way that sniper just... Oh, dude! Eradicates yeah. them. It's like shooting fire ants with a water hose. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Parker, remember it's... when you first got your YouTube? You just used it to upload your favorite clips from movies to uh, YouTube. Like you still have like the Con Air <laughs> scene in there. So oh, yeah, you should just do so that with the fucking sniper rifle scene in this movie. <laughs> the second it's available online, I'm ripping that scene because Jesus Christ! <laughs> That's the scene that you're going to show everyone. That's how you're going to sell about the movie. They're going to be like, "Well, it's really just that one scene." That's where we'll be like. Yeah, but you didn't have a bad time. It did sounded you? like a fucking cannon. What do you yeah, mean that right? one scene? It sounded also. like fucking Helm's Deep. It was insane. <laughs> God damn right it did. Drums in the deep. You, you know what else dads love? What else dads love? The French Foreign Legion. Oh, yeah. I've always said it. I thought you were going to say the game of games. I was going to throw my phone in. Well, I mean, also, yes. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's just one of those things like nobody really understands what it is. It, it, they fight and it's voluntary and they're French but they're not really French you know it's a bunch of foreigners so like they're they're not you know a bunch of cheese eating surrender monkeys so they're cool like doesn't really matter what this guy was doing it's oh you know only tough guys go there that's what all the dads are saying despite the fact that if you look it up it's kind of like 
cringe and reddity. Well, if but, you, you know. if you look it up, that so is the dads. It seems cool. Yeah, don't. don't that, that is true. Yeah. yeah, I guess we could talk about him for a bit because, like, if you know about this movie, it's because you saw the trailer and then you saw it was called Plane, and either you knew you were watching it or you knew you were never going to see it. Yeah. But even watching the trailer, you're like, let me guess, he has to work together with the criminal. You're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. And you're like, okay, so he's actually not going to be that bad of a guy. We're getting his whole life story. That's half true. Yeah. I appreciate it. There's one scene is like, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. And then they just go and lay waste to a whole bunch of nameless foreign bad guys. Like you won back in the old canon days. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know what? The dads are like hearing him say wrong place, wrong time, just nodding. Yeah, like, I've been there really too. <laughs> Sometimes you go to Applebee's, uh, you know, a diva receiver drops it up. Go ahead, touchdown, and the woke police kick you out. This one time, the same homeless guy asked me for my change three times in a week, and I kept telling him I didn't have any. Yeah, you know, that's... You know, some of those homeless people drive off in cars. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure one of them does, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, you know, I, I just moved into a new neighborhood, and the next-door neighbor was out there eating cake with his hands, and suddenly... He, just... <laughs> <laughs> he was yelling about Seattle karate and how we have to we have to make sure my daughter has a good life. We're like, I don't care. And that Liz. wasn't even the worst of it. Then I started hearing this kid rapping. <laughs> least he could do is close his garage if he's going to get into that foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> but just to keep reiterating the point how there's no surprises and how it's the perfect dad movie there's they spend what maybe a half a second like oh wait where'd he go is he gonna is the prisoner gonna turn on everyone no he just comes back with more guns he's like hey don't worry i got this gun for you and then there's never a question for the rest of the movie as to whose side he's on yeah because you don't need surprises you don't need twists it's like no you just pop that recliner back you know yeah. football season's over you got a lot of hours to fill mm-hmm just uh, take a take a nice nap. You know, the plane crash will wake you up because you have it so loud the neighbors can hear it. <laughs> and he'll take he'll take a little snooze and he'll wake up just in time to see that Korean lady get decapitated. Um, and speaking of things that are great for the dads, you know, any other you know movie not oh, marketed for that movies. specific audience. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're keeping it straightforward here, buddy. But, no uh, surprises, uh, no twists. Uh, yeah. uh, any other movie that tries to do this, you know, there's more of a pushback to the, you know, I can't come back with you, right? Instead, it's just like, yeah. you know, I can't come back with you, right? Yeah. And then he picks up the bag of money, and they have their knowing nod, and he fucks off into the jungle right. to presumably live out the rest of his days with half a million in cold, hard American cash. It could like, work if you yeah. get it. Yeah. Yeah, everyone wins it. You're a king out there, my god. Mm-hmm. I love the simplicity. I love it so much. Yeah. Like exactly. a bare bones skeletal structure, like plane crash, get kidnapped, get back to plane, fly two meters to left, everyone hugs, credits. Cause of course, every good father knows in that situation he would do whatever it took to get back to his stupid idiot daughter who doesn't know how much they love him <laughs> who as it needs to be said goes to school in california of course so, you know, oh, yeah. needs her dad in her life because otherwise you know this californians otherwise megan's coming for her pretty soon she's gonna be eating avocado toast <laughs> it's delicious by the way and of course it's like oh where's the mom oh she died yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. That's out of the picture. Don't need to worry about that. <laughs> that that's a, that's a bit of a warning sign where the dads have that like that knowing nod on the couch. <laughs> I just like, appreciate uh, when when uh 
I was gonna say star. I'll say leading man. I'll be I'll be nice. When a leading man knows, like I know what my wheelhouse is. Because when I saw his producer credit at the end, I was like, yeah, he gets it. Yeah, like he knows exactly what people want from him. Yeah, and you know what? He's right too. You know what the people want. Take a look at that script and go, yeah, you can lose all this. Hey, you see all these characters on the plane? You see how they have names? You just gonna throw that in the trash? Don't need that bullshit. I guess in that sense, it kind of makes sense that he decided to keep the title so short and so simple because this is, the, this is a simple movie. Not that it's stupid or anything, but it's just like, yeah, it's simple as possible. This is what it is. Straightforward A to B to C to D. So the movie's not going to surprise you, but you don't need to be surprised with every movie, you know? Hey, it's a, it's a, it's called Plane. Uh, yeah. There's a plane crash, and we go shoot people in the head. If you want to be uh, surprised. Yeah, I'll take a ticket, please. Yeah. It's fucking January. If you want to be watching? surprised, watch Jackass Forever. Exactly. I already saw the three, and I'm good. Like, what yeah. the fuck else am I watching for the next two months? Yeah. My fucking liberal daughter already made me see Avatar. <laughs> so, yeah. Now one for the dads. Oh, God, they should have put this out Father's Day weekend. It would have made a half a billion. Oh, it, my God. Dude, re-release? Yeah, I'll exactly, take my dad. Yeah. yeah. I would totally take Do the Memorial Day re-release, too. Yeah. Oh, my dad's going to fucking love this movie. Oh, he doesn't yeah, know it is... yet. He has no idea this <laughs> oh, movie exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to have a great time. Yeah. Oh, you know what else uh, your dad would really like? Uh, the Game of Games. That is true, actually. Uh, I actually conferred with Parker's dad before we uh, recorded the oh, segment. Did, yeah. did, did he say he's proud of me? Uh, no, we didn't get that far. Oh, okay. They only talked for like six or seven hours or something. But that's like, a, that's yeah, a good yeah, 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 It's like, weird, you know. I want it to be organic, so yeah, don't force it. Don't force yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Three thirty in the fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
as much Prince Harry content as possible. Jesus now, this can take any form that you want, as long as it's, you know, somehow documented. Uh, you guys could also choose to do none of this, because uh, this is a little thing, you know, they call Prisoner's Dilemma. Uh, whichever one of you consumes more Prince Harry content when we reconvene does not have to watch the Prince Harry Netflix show. What's going on? Now again, this could be a tie. You guys, you guys could both do nothing. You could both do nothing, and everyone gets off scot free, and nobody's got to watch anything. Or one of you could read one Prince Harry article, and then the other one has to watch the Netflix show. Or one of you could anticipate that, and oh, goodbye, Chris. (laughs) 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 He's getting a head start. He's getting a head start. I'm frantically looking up how uh, long the Netflix thing is. Six episodes. God damn it. Uh, sorry, not sure what's going on with this text, although that was very funny. Oh, they better leave it that way. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's now also a Hulu thing. There's a book. There's an I'm audio book. I'm opening up Audible there's right now to see interviews. if I have enough credits where I can spare one. <laughs> YouTube. Uh, again, you guys could both just do nothing, and then nobody has to watch the show. I will or... be goddamned. <laughs> I'm not off again until Friday. I'm... I know what I'm doing at work. Spare Prince Harry full audiobook part one, eight hours. Jesus, <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> part two, yeah, li- seven and a half. Oh. I listened to sixteen hours of Prince Harry audiobooks to make Chris watch six hours of Netflix. I, show. I ain't doing all that. I promise you. I have <laughs> Well, I mean, I think I'm safe okay. at two hours. That seems like a good window. Uh, we'll see. I mean, you can listen to this and figure that out. Well, I doubt he'll be listening to it by the next time we record. So I think we can. <laughs> <laughs> what a mondo crank! I look. It's up to you guys. I'm not the one doing it. That if you think about it, you're doing it to each other. One of the most devious things you've ever thought of. It's <laughs> really vile, honestly. There's so much Prince Harry stuff. I'm just like, you can take this anywhere. I'm just going to go to a random point in the audiobook and just listen for like an hour. I, uh, by the way, I'm I'm going to test your knowledge on whatever you watch, so oh, or fair. listen to or whatever. Like you're gonna have to give me an in-depth report on what's going on in the uh, the Windsor family. I think they're called. I don't know. I'm actually not sure. But I mean, that gives you you got all sorts of options. You got that fucking interview with that guy that everybody hates. You got uh, I think there's like a fictionalized movie. Uh, Ooh. Now we're talking. Maybe, maybe you can just watch some Carson Wentz highlights. I don't know. Oh, man, does that count? I, I would close count it, it off. I would count it. I, I, we'll talk to Shenron. But and if Parker reads, okay, <laughs> just raise my hand. Like, Very funny, guys. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go into a Benadryl fugue state and watch some dope Carson Wentz highlights. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys know how good that North Dakota State team was. Like, let me tell you about it. <laughs> What did you learn about the Duke? All right, so anyways, uh, they went triple <laughs> wide, right? Man, that is truly one of the worst things you've thought of in all these years. Is that uh, thanks? Is that all of them? That is uh, that is all for the swish. Yes. Okay. Uh, if you guys would like two weeks instead of one, we can do that. I don't no. care. 
I don't want to put anybody on the spot or make somebody, you know. No, because I'm going to overcommit and watch way too much. <laughs> He's going to be like, yeah, I didn't watch any. You got me. And I'm going to be real, <laughs> real mad. <laughs> Like, we, we I tricked you. The, I yeah. watched four hours. Huh? <laughs> now you have to watch six. Like, oh, you got me. You know about the, uh, <laughs> the the audiobook thing where he's talking about his dick, right? You heard that? Like, oh, yeah. Dude, what the fuck? <laughs> I, why would you I, write that well, down? Well, one of you wants to find why out. Would you, yeah. Why would you write that down and, like, let everyone in the world hear it? Oh, so eat the balls. Thank you. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Prince Harry. <laughs> what are that? It sounds like a goose honking. I was... I was proper knackered. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Fuck you, I was fat being Jim. a real nonce. Everyone liked my uglier brother more than me. Me mates weren't very chuffed. I fucked a kid. Keep it, keep it, keep it. Keep it. <laughs> Put that in front of the I was gonna say, like, just when you recut the intro, use that as your clip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna make that yours. <laughs> you have four credits. Uh, that's not worth it. I ain't burning one of those. <laughs> well, that's value, right? Ugh. All right, all right. So... Think about all the hours of content that. <laughs> hey, guess what, idiot? I listened to 15 hours. I guess you lose. <laughs> I sure showed you. <laughs> how, how would a reading articles factor into the time thing? I guess you just like put it into like the. Well, if I there are like apps where you can like do that, you can like put in the amount of words, how long would it take? Hey, that. don't worry, I'm not gonna. I'll go ahead and save <laughs> I'll you. I'll let you. Who would do it? Listen, because I'm a speed reader. Listen. If this if this ends up being close, I will adjudicate as I best see fit. I appreciate, but uh. I can promise there won't be a world where, like, I'm like, oh, wow, this is really too close to call. I guess you both have to watch it, because uh, I that. care about fairness. Because then we the will show. both not watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> just, you know, sometimes you just want to know what's going on with the Royals, is uh, what other people yeah, are exactly. sure saying. Yeah, sure, yeah. Someone <laughs> Some person someone who's must. not me is uh, definitely saying that. All right, well, tune in next week if you really love Prince Harry. God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And that's the tea, sis.